if every U.S. person paid 100% tax, that means every single person in the United States paid everything that they made to the government, it would take 10 years to actually begin to pay it off. Welcome to the Big Fat Real Estate Checks Podcast with Marco Kozlowski, where we help investors like you get the knowledge and skills you need to replace your J-O-B with passive cash flow for life. Hey everyone, welcome to Big Fat Real Estate Checks. There's someone next to me and I can't figure out who it is. Where is he? Oh, there he is. It's Frank. And we have Gabe all the way up in Canada. Francesco is following me today. We are excited to share with you another episode. Very exciting episode. And of course, if you have not listened to the first 10, please do. And make sure you like it, love, share, whatever we're doing. We are excited to give you the content necessary for you to really make a huge impact in your life, to um, make more money in less time, and be empowered with the skill sets necessary to do whatever you want for as long as you want and leave generational wealth to you and your family. And yeah, let's talk about... What's our topic for today, boys? Inflation. Inflation. It's very telling considering the difference in size of both of you. Thanks. Oh, thanks for pointing that out. Now all the viewers are going to look at the size and they're going to say, well, look at Frank. Uh, it's not the yeah, size of the It's yet. not the yeah. size of the That's right. It's not the I size heard that somewhere. Matter. Yes, I saw it on a t-shirt. Actually, yep, somewhere. Frank is the version of what happens to the dollar when there's inflation. Actually, there's a lot to talk about. Yes. Yeah. Inflation. Well, I know, Gabe, you're super tight on this so uh, you okay with if gabe starts oh absolutely <laughs> i want him to start yeah because he goes to the library a lot I and do. we yes. know yeah i don't calculate that yep <laughs> i'm just sucker i just pay what it is so actually the interesting first question is inflation a good thing or a bad thing and i'm kind of curious to know what you guys think is it a good thing or is it a bad thing could it be both i guess it depends for who right it all depends who is. Like inflation on goods and services is bad, but unless your wage or your pay or your income increases equivalent to that. So if it doesn't, which I don't think it does. Ever. Exactly. So it's a very bad thing. So it's interesting because inflation is obviously going to impact everything, but it really depends on how you're positioned. So if you own assets, those will inflate as well, right? So let's say you own a building and if you've looked at the market in the last year and a half alone, you'll notice that if you just held on to whatever it is property that you have, if you have property, that there's just an insane demand for it and the prices have gone up. So that's the first evidence that there's inflation when there's an unusual increase in price for something that has some sort of value, whether it's because of the cash flow or whatnot. And so most assets have gone up. So basically this, I guess, concept of the rich keep getting richer is just simply because it's presumed that the rich own assets and when there's inflation assets go up in value so that's how the concept of the rich gets richer now is it really true does it only have to be the rich well no because if a year and a half ago you decided to take steps into acquiring any asset today you'd be worth a lot more money because of that asset but inflation does impact other things that we you know that we use every day or that we consume every day and, and frank you hit it right whether it's food whether it's lodging if you're renting for example your rent has probably gone through the roof but if your rent's gone through the roof that's gone to someone else who owns this property and that property owner is very happy with inflation because it's, it's brought their revenues up and consequently the value of their property up 
Sorry, you're no, gonna I say something, Frank? To, yeah. No, I was I was gonna say something. Yeah, it's not just assets. It's, I just went to Disney this week, and I remember going to Disney. No, well, I did go. You to left Disney. a kidney at the front to, door. I, fuck. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it was fun. It was fun. I haven't been to Disney when in I was young. Disney when I was young, a lot less. But you know what? Parking, parking alone. I remember at Disney was like twelve bucks. It's like twenty five dollars to just you know even before you get into the gates, at twenty five bucks. It's, it's double its value right there just on the parking, and yeah. It sucks to the everyday Joe Blow that that goes in and you know tries to make an enjoyable day with the family. You're literally twenty five bucks down the hole just for parking your car, just on Disney. But but that's if the average an, Joe can even afford to go there in the first place, right? And that's where inflation comes in as well for them. Well, that's another thing. Yeah. I remember the last time I was here was March of twenty twenty, just before the pandemic, and I know a Disney day pass was about a hundred bucks. $139. It's going beyond the reach of a, and again, not just Disney. I'm just saying a lot of commodities, a lot of services. It's going beyond the reach of the middle class because they're not growing in proportionate to the increases. Like $139. Like I got an annual pass, thank God. But you man, that includes parking? It includes parking, yeah. yeah it okay. includes everything. But I feel bad for the tourists coming in. And it, like that's, you got to really plan for that. But, but like you said, even with rents, I, I noticed. Even Florida alone, the rents have, have increased significantly, like at least one-third, 30% increase from two years ago, easily. So let's explain the concept of inflation. The concept of inflation just means that the value of your dollar is going down. Let's say you have one U.S. dollar. Maybe last year you can buy you know, a certain good that today it's going to cost you a dollar and six cents or a dollar and ten cents to be able to buy that same good. So that's what inflation is, is the value increasing or you're paying more to get the same thing that you did at the same time. For example, last year, we usually compare year over year, and that's what inflation is. So it basically means that the value of your dollar is decreasing. So that's why the assets are going up. So for the same for the same property, instead of paying 100,000, maybe you're paying 110,000 today, and that's also an indication of inflation. So it's just costing more for the same good. Well, let's look at housing prices in 1970. The average home in 1970 cost $22,000. The average home today in the U.S. is just under 400000 Same house, right? And is it because the, the cost, why is it worth more? Inflation. That's all it is. Same house. It cost $22,000, like less than $22,000 to build back then. And it's most likely going to cost a lot more than $22,000 to build now. Inflation. And the beauty of inflation is that it actually kills debt. Yeah. So which is a concept which is going to be difficult if you're hearing this for the first time to wrap your noodle around. Very difficult. So we all think that money or things just cost more, but Gabe, what he said is the value of the dollar is less. In 1970, the dollar was backed by gold. It was a gold standard. We removed ourselves from the gold standard in 1970 and value of your dollar that was in 1970 that you could buy tanky gas in 1970 i don't remember i was two no i wasn't two i was minus two i was even around you weren't even a thought or maybe you were oh, I, well i can tell you that 35 dollars which is what you know when at the time that the gold standard was removed that was what an ounce of gold was worth could buy you a very good suit that was kind of the the standard the standard yes and today a very good suit is gonna go for around that 15 to 1500 to 2000 dollars which is what an ounce of gold is going for now right so if, so if we're going for gold for gold Yes. I don't know if you want to get into this, but I just did a, sem- a webinar on this. So right. I'm go ahead. Super, I'm yeah. super pumped. Yeah. Go ahead. Let's go. Let's go. 
So do you know how many ounces of gold it took you to buy that $22,000 property in 1970? Well, the right the cost of gold back then. Oh, it just told you. It's around you. 600. It's around 600. 612, I think. Yeah, ish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. Let's say I have a $400,000 home now, the same property that's just, and let's compare it to gold because what we're thinking is it costs more. It costs more dollars, but it only costs more dollars because the dollar is worth less. So we think the housing market is going up, but is it? Let's compare it to gold, which has been what Gabe said, you know, a unit of measure for thousands Ever. of years, yeah. right? It's been consistent. So now that same $400,000 home, I believe is around 222-ish. 200, yeah, let's call it 250, mm -hmm. 230, Yeah, right? So it costs you 600 bar ounces of gold in 1970, 1970 and 200 and change ounces now. So it's actually cheaper. It's a third of the price when you think about it. So housing is a third of the price, yet dollar-wise, you have more mm -hmm. because the dollar is worth less. I know it's hard to wrap your head around. That is. Isn't it? Yeah, it is. But because if you we, put it in that perspective, you're like, holy shit, you're right. Yes. It is. So the dollar is, is yeah. worth a lot less than it was, which means that you basically have tripled your... Well, let's look at it from a debt situation. Yes, that's the I, most I important part. Yeah. This is why we're having this conversation, yes. I hope, is debt will make you wealthy. And I know that doesn't make any sense. It does. It just doesn't do if your thought process is... Your mindset hasn't changed, but yes. For the first time listening to this it's hard to wrap your noodle around i'm going to tell you again if you're listening to this it's like how can debt make you wealthy number one if let's take the twenty two thousand dollar home in 1970 that we put debt on and we don't pay off that debt we still owe the twenty two thousand dollars all the way up to today that same property is now worth four hundred thousand dollars not because of appreciation it's actually a lie it's not appreciation it's inflation so you still owe the 22 but now you have $370,000 in equity, $478,000 in equity, right? So simply put, yeah. debt does what? not inflate with inflation. So when there is inflation, debt stays still. At the old dollar amount. Yes. So it's a so nominal. As your dollar devalues. That's yes. right. It's a nominal number. So that 22 will stay. And just like today, if you put you know, $400,000 in debt today on that $400,000 property, so you get 100% financed, in 20 years, it's going to be worth more than 400,000 simply because of inflation. There could be corrections along the way, you know, there's going to be ups and downs in the market, but overall in 20 years, it's going to be worth a lot more than 400,000. And if you haven't paid a cent of that debt back, you've only paid interest moving forward, you're still going to have an asset that's going to be worth a lot more than the debt that you have to pay for. So that's mm -hmm. how that makes you rich. So your tenants are paying off or paying just your interest payment. If you look at it, tenants pay the interest payment. Let inflation take care of the rest. Mm -hmm. Let's take not 22,000, but let's call it $22 million, all right? Or $2.2 .2 million. Let's just make it a number that you can, I don't know if as a driver or listener, you know, you're listening to this podcast, you know, jogging, $22 million might sound like an impossible number for you guys. So let's make it $2.2 .2 million in real estate is not a lot, right? It's not. In California, that's not. half a property. Well, it's actually just the outhouse yeah, in California. Right. <laughs> or in, in Hawaii, it's, you know... That's where it's Frank and I stay when we go to Marco's it's, house, in that little house. It's the shack where you put your lawnmower. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the lawnmower, I yeah, think. That's yeah, that's the lawnmower. That's what it costs, yeah. So $2.2 .2 million is not a tremendous amount of money, right? So if you had $22 million in debt, so you financed 100% of $2.2 .2 million, 100% financing on $2.2 .2 million back in 1970, 
what would that be worth today considering it's now 400000 that same debt? You'd still owe $2.2 million in debt, but what would it be worth? Gabe, I'm going to let your uh, analytical brain tell me that because I cannot do that math in my head. I believe it's $40 million. Yeah, exactly. Oh, nice. I can't do it. Have you head. done that before? Hmm. No. That's the first time yeah, I actually yeah. discussed it this way. Yeah. So if you took $2.2 million in debt back then and just had your tenants pay the interest, not pay it down, not pay it off, just pay for it, you'd have $22 million. No, more than that. $27 million. $40 million. Yeah, more than minus the $37 million yeah, in equity. Well, would you have $37 million? Well, if you made $40 million, it's worth $40 million today, and you have $2.2 million in debt. That's $37.8 million in equity. $37.8 million in equity. Forgive us. You got to pay it off. Hey, hey, hey. But there's a caveat to what you said, because if you got $2.2 million in debt because you got yourself a boat back then, that wouldn't be the same value today, right? So it's got it to be an appreciation. Yeah, it's got to. It's yeah, got to be an appreciated a, yeah, asset. So it's got to be a, a cash flowing asset or an income generating asset, or it doesn't have to be income generating, but it's got to be appreciating. Because if you had bought art, for example, or specific art, maybe that would have gone up as well. Unless Frank painted art. it, yeah. I have art from 1972 that I did. I have art, and he's buried in the backyard. So are you saying? So based on what you just demonstrated are you saying if you get into a property is it better just to do a simple interest or a payment and just let it ride versus an amortization where you're tackling both the principal and interest if the it. more debt you're in mm-hmm. the more money you make i say appreciation but it's really inflation 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 so what you can do is pay it off but then refinance Correct. it so you're in more debt at cheaper money so right now money is cheap i don't know when you're going to listen yeah. to this you know, it might be that interest rates have soared to 36%. We don't know, right? The prime could be. Yeah. And to talk about that, the only way that the U.S. government is going to get out of debt is through hyperinflation. Mm-hmm. Because if you do the math on how, I'm sure Gabe knows this number, how many trillions of dollars the U.S. is in debt. But if every U.S. person paid 100% tax, that means every single person in the United States paid everything that they made to the government, it would take 10 years Oh boy! To actually begin to pay it off, not even pay it off. They're not even supporting right. the interest on. We're just so around it's, twenty-six it's ma- trillion. It's a mathematical impossibility to get out of debt, except if there is inflation, hyperinflation. Yes, because that debt loses its value with inflation, which is again difficult to understand. That the debt that you had in nineteen seventy for twenty-two thousand, that twenty-two thousand now is nothing compared to what it is today because inflation has made it that way. So if $22 trillion in debt today, or in 1970, and then you fast forward, it's now nominal. And that's the only way that the government can get out of debt is by creating a hyperinflationary environment. And most people will be crushed by inflation. Crushed, right? Yeah, things because they don't more, own assets. You don't make more. Well, when you don't exactly. own assets, yeah. Exactly. You're getting poorer and poorer because things cost more and more. Oh. And the only way to... I was just going to say, but things cost more and more, but that would work if your paycheck went more and more and went up by the same amount of inflation. It really rarely does. In fact, it probably never does unless you get some sort of promotion, but that's not going to happen yearly. So ultimately, you're paying more for your goods, but you're making less. Even if you're getting a raise, the raise, because it's not the inflation, you're really, in fact, losing money every year by continuing to work where you're working. 
that sounds silly, but it's actually true. So even if you do get a raise, you get a 2% raise. Last month, they said inflation was 6%. So you're really losing 4% on your paycheck by going to work. So you're making less this year that you were making last year. Purely even if you got a raise. Yeah, even if you go with a raise. So it's super important for you to understand as a listener that yeah. if you keep doing what you're doing, and this is just having a job and expecting you to just have an increase in your paycheck in order to have a good life in the future, it's not going to work because inflation will always come and erode your wealth. The only way to build wealth is through assets. And this is where the concept of you, you can work to make cash, but take that cash and invest it in assets so that it can turn into more cash and you can turn that cash into more assets and have that keep revolving. And that's the real cycle of wealth, not the cycle of money. So owning assets, however little they are now, you know, because people are going to say, well, I can't afford this. I can afford that. You can afford assets. It's just how big you don't have to go buy a $6 million home right away. You can buy something a lot smaller. You can find duplexes in, in the US for like 30 grand now. And so getting a loan on those is, is going to be pretty small. But the impact of that small investment today is going to reap you tons of benefits, you know, 10, 15 years down the line. Well, it's the 22,000. Yeah, you get a you get the right deal at the right price, you use asset based lending, so you never have to use your own money. And you're using other people's money and debt in order to build a treasure trove of assets that you'd never have to that will take care of you in 20 years period just because inflation and i believe there's hyperinflation that's coming and the government will mask it right Gabe, uh, it's already here it's already here if you really <laughs> but look if you at explain it, on the how they calculate inflation so the government the way they show but, inflation is simple well, right is they take a yeah. basket of goods right whether yeah. it's so they'll take let's say uh i don't know a t-bone steak in one year and they'll put in a bunch of these vegetables in there and they'll say okay well this basket of goods costs you know, $50 today. That was last year. And then this year, they'll take the same basket in theory, and then they'll notice that, oh shit, this thing is cost like $75 and that's like a 50% inflation. So what they do is they just change the goods they that's in the basket. It. They'll substitute it. So instead of We're a T-bone, you have a rib steak. Yeah, the vegetables are gonna get cheaper and whatnot. And they'll say, well, hey, inflation is only up 4%, but real inflation is actually a lot higher because you gotta compare apples to apples in order to be able to get the real inflation number. So yeah. Whatever the government tells you inflation is, is like a strict minimum. This is the lowest they're, form they're of inflation. They don't want to panic the public, right? Right. It's all manipulative. So, yeah, they take out like, you know, gas alone and cost of goods, groceries, or whatever. But you know what? This is a complete shift in the way you think. I know from, you know, my parents' perspective. Are you kidding me? If I tell them the more debt you have, the better. Oh, they're going to uh, panic. They'll have, they'll have a, heart, a attack. heart attack, right? Because their mentality is you work. And you got a little bit of the flu there. Your no, no, he's a clown because of the inflation. Like that's that's yes. it. That's yeah, yeah. That's all it is. Go. But anyways, from their mentality is, yeah, you go to work and you save. You go to work and you save. Might as well. We'll be a clown. If you're hearing this for the first time, yes, more debt is. That's got to be something that's going to generate you income. It's income not a debt. producing debt. Exactly. It's not debt. Hey, I'm going to go on vacation. Let me go pull a line of credit so I can go on that cruise or I can go to Europe or I can go income wherever. Income producing debt. There you go. You if you have income it. producing debt and you can get income producing debt through asset based lenders, meaning that you will use other people's money to grow your asset base that will be pushed up like a balloon in the sky. It gets higher and higher as inflation increases and it can't be stopped. So ultimately, you know, just to clean the record, because everybody keeps saying with inflation that oh, well, the government is killing us. They're not doing the right thing. They don't know what they're doing. They're really smart. They know exactly what they're doing. They know exactly where they're going. 
most of them own assets and want them to inflate because that's how you create wealth the only individuals that are going to pay for this inflation ultimately are the ones that don't accumulate assets and keep consuming goods instead it's a simple simple solution and when you understand it you can make the right changes in order to be able to benefit from this inflation and ride the wave if you will because it's it's always going to be there so it's your choice whether you want to attack a wave head on or if you want to just ride it and follow it we all choose to follow it and if you're listening to this when would now be a good time to get assets that will ride the wave for you to really have great wealth now <laughs> when would now be a good time i love it when would now be a good time for you to start right now well frank any do you want to given the inflationary discussions <laughs> you know what go out there get an asset that's producing income and you know, rack up the debt so you can uh, income, flourish later. Income producing debt. Income producing. I did say income producing. I don't want to, everyone's going to go out and get a line of credit. They're all going to go. Well, get a line of credit. So you, <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and again, it's not just any asset because even gold goes up, right? Because the value of the dollar declines, pushing up the value of gold. That is what it is. But, you know, property is definitely good because even if you bought gold, there's no cash flow from gold. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So you can't even yeah. pay the interest. You have to pay that out exactly. of your pocket. So. Exactly. So it, it's a different animal. It's. I don't know of any other vehicle that you that spits off cash flow that you can borrow on where you don't need money or credit. It doesn't exist. No. At least I haven't found it yet. Well, we're biased, but there isn't. There's not. There's so not. go buy some assets. Do it our way. You'll love it. And it's fun. And you'll learn to love inflation and actually look forward to it. You actually look forward to hyperinflation because mm -hmm. the more things inflate, the more money you make and the less debt you owe which is even better because debt is crushed by inflation. Everything's crushed by inflation except for assets. And that's the wave that you want to surf on. And that's that. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you. That was fun. And I think some might have to listen to this a couple times before they really wrap their head around it. But when you do, it's definitely going to be worth it. Appreciate you very much. Have a fantastic day. And again, get some assets and ride the wave. Like it, love it, share it. Appreciate you. Have a great day. Bye for now. If you like this episode of Big Fat Real Estate Checks, then show some love by leaving a comment and a good rating. Also, as a thank you for tuning in today, we've got a special free gift. The journey to passive cash flow for a life starts by finding deals, and it's easier than you think. Simply go to getdealsbytuesday.com, enter your email address, and we'll send you a free quick start course called Deals by Tuesday. Even if it's 11 p.m. Monday night, this course will show you how to find discounted real estate deals by Tuesday. It's that fast and simple. Go to GetDealsByTuesday.com and start your journey toward life-changing cash flow today. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you on the next episode. Mm -hmm.